If you have ever asked yourself about the risk of being biased, you might be interested in this episode today. While everybody is talking about social engineering from external parties, I focus on how also bored or engineered. Engineered by our colleagues, consciously and unconsciously, and their behavior, or simply biased by our own beliefs. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance, and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats, and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor. Corporate integrity matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, an investigator, an internal auditor, a corporate integrity leader, or on your way there. What we all have in common, we strive for leadership with integrity. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact. Founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts with a different formats for corporate integrity leadership and the vision to protect and secure assets, reputation and actionability, yours and the one of your organizations. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us. Let's see how we can have a positive impact by being aware of our own biases. In the boardroom too. Being biased could be dangerous and this is the main reason why we as responsible leaders should be aware of it. The daily business needs all of our attention, no matter whether we have a strategic or operational role or sometimes even both. That is a fact we are all used to and capable to manage. But do we know what the potentially most important risk for our decision making is? In my opinion, we are not. Or not enough. Hardly any leaders have his or her own stereotypes on the radar if there is no specific event which asks for it. What are the triggers? The individual triggers. And of course also the triggers we have as a team, as a board. Already in episode number 21, we talked about what we do not need on sea level. And today we want to spot on potential biases. A recent observation in one of the boards I support as a periodic board observer, not being part of the board itself for once, led me to take up the topic for this podcast episode. Having the role of a board observer adds an additional perspective to the board work, the dynamics and the way the team functions. And it's very valuable for giving them the feedbacks. For this episode, I will stay with one single bias only. Not because there's just one, not at all. But there are so many others than the one I have on spot for today. But the one I selected is not only the most obvious, it is also the most dangerous one for us for, and for our work. 
But before we go into the details, I would like to outline our own hindering beliefs when it comes to the topic of biases. We all think we are much better in not being trapped with biases than we really are. Studies show that we assess ourselves as much less biased as we would rate our colleagues. It is again the human factor which plays an important role. And being aware of it already helps us at least to overcome the first hindering belief that we are better than the average. We are definitely not. And we are also not better if we are on board level. Not at all. The biases are not less risky when you climb the corporate ladder. The higher you climb, the more important is your own consciousness of biases. The biases in the boardroom are the ones you spot when you lead your teams. Don't forget that, please. As mentioned, I was in the role of the board observer and there were many interesting behaviors from the different board members. What surprised the individuals of the board, and me too, was the fact that the chairperson rated her and the team's behavior completely different from all the other members. This reminds me of an experience I made a long time ago, decades ago. And I'm pretty sure all of us were in such a position once in a lifetime, if not more often. But when you were a teenager, it was even more difficult to stay with your own beliefs of what is right or wrong, isn't it? It took a lot of effort to decide against what all the others, and I mean all the others, when I say that, did. No matter whether this was smoking, drinking, or any other behaviors of a group of adolescents, try out. How is it nowadays when you sit in the boardroom? Having your own opinion and stay with that or following the herd because it is more convenient and does not expose you and your position? A question I think we have to reflect more often than we do right now. Yes, it is the herd behavior, which is one of the riskiest biases we have, and also what I see in the boardrooms. As seen in the example before, not only in the boardroom, as it starts as soon as more than one individual finds itself confronted with other opinions. There are different watch points to have on the radar when it comes to managing biases, also in the boardroom. And I would like to introduce just three of those now in the next few minutes. Number one I have on my list is why are we not conducting conducting the same screening on the different levels. Screening for board members. Yes, I'm convinced that the professional recruiting process is important on all levels, not only on employee levels and on management levels. And the more competences and power someone has, the more detailed a pre-screening needs to be established. That's what I see, and that's also what I see when things go wrong. What I see is that there are still organizations not applying the same high standards for boards. They rather just trust their reputation. And isn't trusting a reputation implicitly following the herd? I think so. Reputation is also made up on opinions. And perceptions. 
Let's protect our assets and stakeholders by conducting professional background checks for once with such a high responsibility in our organization and also on board levels. When we now come to, to number two, it's not a very obvious one, but we are also biased by these behaviors. I call it the silent leaders. Loud is not always good. I could talk about silent leaders for hours and I will only introduce a topic on a very high level today. The ones in the boardroom talking more and louder must not be the smartest. They just need more space to feel themselves. Are you impressed by volume, length and space taken? Not everybody is extroverted or behaving like that. And it is alarming how many board members are still biased by these factors of volume, length and space. That specific topic of the silent leaders is also part of our leadership circle discussions we have in our corporate integrity program. And it is amazing how many people really have that on their agenda because it is a topic which needs to be discussed. It is also astonishing what our, our integrity leaders, that is how we call our board, our members, experience in their different boards and roles. And even more important, it is also a need to learn how to cope with such constellations. The more diverse we are, which is very important for functional boards, the more we have to be aware of our own biases and stereotypes when it comes to volume, length and space taken. I'm not at all valuing whether silent or loud leaders are better. No, not at all. I'm just saying, watch out and identify your own bias on that. And last but not least, number three, the agenda setting. Sometimes I also call it the ego-driven agenda setting. There are boards which receive a so-called ego-driven agenda from their management or from their chairpersons or from the chair of a committee. But what does it really mean? An ego-driven agenda setting. Let's start from the beginning. Have you ever thought about the process of agenda setting? What needs to be on the agenda and in what order? With what priority? Just as a take-home or take-to-the-office assignment, I would like to suggest that you have a look at the agendas you, you do, you receive, and you, you question. No matter in what role you are, maybe you are the head of internal audit and report to the audit committee. Check the agenda for biases. There are a few questions you could ask yourself. Is there a clear yearly overview which, may, which also outlines the topics need to be addressed by when? How are the priorities set and made visible in the agenda? And how does the order of the topic influence the decision-making process? And here an additional special point to focus on. At what day and time are the most important meetings scheduled? Friday afternoon, when everybody is already exhausted from the week? Or is it a Tuesday morning when the preparation not necessarily was done over the weekend or at night? 
you see, there are different factors influencing the decision-making processes and the agenda setting is just one of it. And there could be underlying biases when it arrives on our table. And we wouldn't talk about the human factor if not that is the most interesting part. Who is deciding what topic gets a separate point on the agenda? My personal conclusion is that we all must reflect on our own biases and speak up when we see that others are risking their independent decision-making process. I have just talked about three practical areas where biases and especially hurt behavior is one of the most risky bias could take place. Of course, there are many others and we also talk about those in depth in other formats also here in our upcoming episodes and, of course, with our interview guests. With raising the awareness of our biases in the boardroom, we already reach another level of leadership integrity, the individual one, but also as part of a team. To remember the three mentioned areas of potential biases, I repeat them again here. So, screening. Who gets the power? The silent leaders should also be heard and the professional agenda setting versus the ego-driven agenda setting. Your team, stakeholders and shareholders will value your contribution of detecting the biases in your boardroom. This was the episode number 33 of the Human Factor Corporate Integrity Matters. Following the motto, Corporate Integrity secures and empowers individuals and organizations would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know. Thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stierniemann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye.